Yo, I did not expect this at all, man. I knew there were like a couple little rumblings here and there that we were going to get another trailer for Scream. I almost called it Scream 5, but I don't know. Let's be PC and not offend the fucking creators and filmmakers out there who didn't even want to put a number on it or a subtitle and be creative at all. But um, I, I heard things that there was going to be another trailer, but I didn't really, I didn't really see the need for another trailer because... There were like 12 TV spots that had like different little snippets of um, new footage in each one. And you don't really want to see too, too much. Like that's the reason why I, I've, I've been trying to stay away from TV spots. But it's fucking Scream, so I couldn't stay away from it. But that first trailer, I feel like it gives you everything you really need to know. Like I don't want too many, too many reveals uh, from these, you know, all these different trailers being released. But I figured if the movie's coming out Friday... Why would they drop a trailer this week? They usually wait like a couple weeks and then it'll be like, you know, they'll drop the, you know, the release date and all this other stuff. I, I Listen, people, I don't know. I just know I'm excited. They dropped this trailer literally an hour ago. I was in here taking notes and I said, why not, man? Why the fuck not? But um, people, we are, oh, look, listen, man, my excitement is real, yo. And this is another one of those movies that I may have to apologize to if it's really that good, because I remember... When they announced this, I did an episode saying that there were more red flags and red herrings uh, for the information I was getting about this movie. But as time went on, I'm like, okay, this is much better. Okay, Radio Silence, who did Ready or, Ready or Not, is directing this. Okay, Dewey, Gale, and Sydney are coming back. Okay, Judy Hicks is coming back. Like Things started to pretty much fall into place for me, and I was losing whatever complaints that I had. The complaints weren't too, too... Um, serious because i am a big fan of the scream franchise it literally is the only franchise i've ever completed like as far as commentary or reviews go in the show but i'm a big fan man and even the the, the more or even the weaker sequels i don't even hate like it's very hard it's kind of like the nightmare on elm street series it's very hard for me to hate actually hate any entry in there because they're all entertaining as shit in their own ways um i i we know what this is, people. Like I said, Radio Silence is directing. Kevin Williamson, the writer, the original quadrilogy, came back to executive produce and oversee the project. There's a, there's reviews, non-spoiler reviews that people are just, you know, kind of just glazing over online. And they're saying that Wes Craven will be proud. This movie's brutal. This movie's this. This movie's that. So far, the reviews are really good. I have not read a full review because I don't want to do that. I don't want to walk into any fucking spoilers for this movie whatsoever. I'm going to have to tread really lightly on Facebook and instagram this weekend when the movie comes out because i really i don't want any any spoilers man and let me just say this before we get into this final trailer reaction i i stick to my guns when i say i don't i don't want to see billy stew or randy in this movie these motherfuckers are dead billy got a bullet to the head bars billy got a bullet to the head um Stu was bleeding out and got a TV dropped on his face and electrocuted. Jamie Kennedy's Randy character, God rest his soul, man. He Randy is literally the best fucking character that the series has ever had. But Randy got stabbed multiple times and got his throat slashed. I, these motherfuckers are dead. I don't want to see any of them. If they do bring any of these people back, you better make damn sure that you explain it in such a way that is not... A slap in the fucking face of two scream fans out there i'm like i said i'm a fan i'm not a fanboy i'm not one of those people that's just gonna be like oh so Stu survived all right cool no you tell me how he survived tell me how he has fucking i was about to say third degree brain damage is that a thing 
I don't think that's the thing, man. If not, I just, you know, we just made it up. We make up terms on the Tudor Reviews podcast, people. But let me not get sidetracked here, people. This this is a short, a short. I made up another word, a short trailer. Um, It's a minute and 11 seconds long, but let's jump into it. Shout out to Paramount Pictures for dropping this trailer, like I said, one hour ago. Whoo! I'm ready for it, people. I'm ready for all the ghost face guts and glory and all that blah 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 type of stuff. But um, people, let's just jump into the final trailer for Scream 2022. I will hit the play button in three, two, one. Oh, let me full screen it. God damn it! There's certain rules to surviving. Dewey, this shit. When he's walking in the hallway with Ghostface, it looks like it's a western show now. I love that shot, the ghost face silhouette on the wall. The fuck was that? Oh, he's got the voice changer, like voice modulator. Why she got to do it by herself? Help her. Oh, we get we about to get a Tatum recreation scene. <laughs> yeah, and that actress plays um. Okay, I hear you. That dude sounds like uh Christian Bale's Batman when he does those um, you know those those trailers. He's like rated R, and it's like all right, dog, calm down. You you need chloroseptic throat splay, splay. God damn, what the fuck. My words are all over the place. Like, am I like starting to talk like Elmer Fudd, or do I have a lisp, a reverse lisp? I have no idea what's going on with my speech this morning. Uh, maybe I'm just excited because this movie is close, man. It's so, so, so close. Um, this this was a good trailer. I, this is the thing about this this new Scream movie. I don't know if I've mentioned this before. Um, these trailers, this movie as a whole, from what I see. This feels way more serious than any of the Scream movies I've ever seen. You know, there's only four of them. And if there's one to be taken seriously the most, I think it's the first movie. But even the first movie, people forget, was a satire. Scream was never really meant to be, you know, it was a parody. It was never really meant to be um, a serious slasher. It was literally poking fun, doing all the meta shit as far as the slasher genre is concerned. And it worked perfectly, man. But there were certain parts of that original Scream. I remember going to see it in the theater back in the day. There were parts where people were genuinely scared. The opening in particular with Drew Barrymore, that whole stalk sequence in the, in the entire opening of that film. And especially when Sydney's getting chased around Stu Mocker's house uh, at, in the third act of the movie. Those are parts that are, that are scary. But for the most part, the movie is, is very much poking fun at itself. It's poking fun at the genre. And you get a lot, you get that in spades in part two, you get it in its full glory in part three, that's why part three is my favorite sequel. And in part four, you get it as well. This one seems like, that. I don't know if it's just the way that they're editing these trailers together, because the creators, the, the directors did say that the trailers are purposely meant to mislead everybody. But um, th- these trailers seem like they have really dialed down on the humor. I don't know if it's, like I said, man, I don't know if it's the way they're put together, but I feel like this might be the most mean-spirited 
um, Scream sequel that we've ever gotten. I don't know. It's just something about it that just screams no mercy a little bit. And if we're going to go no mercy, one of the one of the three OGs has to die. I'm sorry, man. I know I've said this before and I know I preached about it and bitched about it plenty of times. I've said, yeah, man, they never kept that same energy once they killed Randy. They've been playing it safe and this, that and other, which they have. And I, you know, I continued on to say, well, they better it's Sydney, Dewey and Gale. Somebody got to die in the new one. But the more and more, the, the closer we get to this movie, the more and more I'm dreading the fact that, yo, Sydney, Dewey or Gale really might die in this movie. And it's going to hit me hard as shit because these are characters, regardless of how many times they skated death. These motherfuckers have skated death more times than the final destination survivors. Nonetheless. I'm still attached to these characters. I still love these characters. And the fact, like, if one of them dies, if not all of them, maybe they'll leave Gale alive for the rest of the movies. I don't know. Who knows what's going to happen? But the fact that we won't see these characters ever again is is going to be a little unsettling for me, especially if they're relaunching the franchise and there are going to be more sequels. There's going to be, like, there's going to be a dark cloud over it. You know what I'm saying? But as long as they do it right and make the death scenes impactful i feel like it can it, it can work um but other than that man the the main thing that i'm worried about in this movie as i've said before are these kids i'm worried about um how these kids are going to interact with each other how their dialogue is written you know whether i care whether they live or die uh, that girl at the end of it was definitely randy meeks um and martha meeks's uh, no, it was actually Randy Meeks's niece. Randy Meeks's niece and nephew are in this movie, and those are the kids that are biracial. They're like half white, half black. And I think that the actress who plays Martha Meeks is in uh, the screen movie. So Randy's got a niece and nephew roaming around, and of course they're going to die because you see the one jock guy. He's he's looking for his girlfriend. He's got like the locator on his phone, and then Ghostface pops up behind him. But then there's a shot of Ghostface running out of a tool shed running up to him and stabbing him i love the way that shit is cut together because he's on that dude's ass as he's running and then he just stabs the shit out of him but um i'm, I'm that's my biggest worry is these kids man because that's something that i feel like scream for didn't really give me much of with the exception of kirby and charlie you know hayden pantiera and um rory calkins calkins character i feel like with the exception of those two i didn't too much give a shit about the rest of those kids they weren't terrible but i didn't care about you know um uh robbie i didn't care about uh what was the boyfriend's name trevor i i didn't care about olivia anthony anderson was cool and uh adam brody was cool but i you know you know they're gonna fucking die but i i just want to be able to like these kids i know the one kid from let me in did commentary for that if y'all want to check that out the asshole kid that was bullying um cody smith mcphee He's in this movie and he plays he's the one with the blonde hair. He plays Deputy Judy Hicks's son. I'm almost certain he's going to die. I don't know if Judy Hicks is going to die. There are so many questions I have about this movie, but that's the, the genius of Scream trailers and the Scream movie. They keep you guessing. I don't want another repeat of me knowing that Mickey disappeared in the middle of the second act and the third act. And I know he's the killer. I knew Mickey was one of the killers in Scream 2. I didn't know Mrs. Loomis was going to be a killer. And Roman, when you see Roman's dead body in Scream 3 in that coffin and Gail checks his pulse, he, he literally has a knife in his stomach. 
you know, even the Clueless TV show taught me, you know, you never rule out a corpse. Like, you got to see that person die. This is not like Halloween or Friday the 13th where, you you know, you have to have, like, some off-screen deaths because you need to have bodies to find and stumble over and stuff like that. Scream, I feel like, should not do that. We should see all the deaths on screen. Otherwise, I'm going to, you know, you're going to be a red herring in my eyes, man. But let's, you know, I'm rambling on. Let's watch this shit one more again. One more again. I really hope Dewey does not die in this scene. Believe me, I know. They always come back. The killer is a part of something in the past. And Ghostface is just walking up to Dewey like, hey, what's up? Feels different. But you won't. Yeah, that dude from Nightmare on Elm Street, Kyle, Kyle Gallinger, I think his name is, he dies for sure. I already know that. I've seen this movie before. I love how Sydney kicks that closet door open because that's the same closet she popped out of Billy on and stabbed him with the umbrella. Go finish it, Sydney. That chrome ghost face mask, I'm telling you, that is not in the movie. That's got to be like a stab movie or something that they're watching. Jack Quaid is that guy's name. Um, I, 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 I really hope I like these kids, man. I do like this trailer though. Um, make no mistake, people. I like the trailer. I love how dark it feels. Like I said, I love how it feels like the most serious. You know, they saved, they saved the best part for last, where he's like, "I'll be right back." Now, this is another thing I don't want. Now, I know it's a Scream series. We always got to go back to the past and connect the dots and find out things that were true that that we thought were like shit like that. I understand. You know, you want to keep the continuity going. And I just talked about this the other day when I was doing an episode. I talked about how franchises need to have their continuity intact in order to remain strong franchises. I don't want too, too many repeats of that first fucking movie. Now, I know we are at Stu Mocker's house. I know somebody lives in Stu Mocker's house. That is the house that the third act party was at in the first movie. I understand. I get it. The nostalgia. I get it. The warm fuzzies, the butterflies, all that shit. I understand. Trust me, I do. People, I love nostalgia just as much as the next person. Nostalgia is the fucking reason I cried during Ghostbusters Afterlife and Spider-Man No Way Home. I'm telling y'all. Y'all can check out my commentary for Ghostbusters Afterlife. I promise y'all I didn't cry that time around. But... Don't, I need this movie to stand on its own. I don't want it to rely so much on nostalgia that it just becomes too familiar. Um, you know, we see a recreation of I'll be right back when Stu was walking out the same door, that same door where that Stu was walking out of Jack Quaid's character says, I'll be right back. And, you know, you see the girl go into the into the garage and the refrigerator. That's the same garage that Tatum was in when she gets attacked by Ghostface and gets her head crushed in the door. Um, like I said, Sydney kicks that closet door open. Nobody, she, you know, she's got the gun in her hand. Nobody comes out. It's very reminiscent to when, uh, Billy, you know, pushes the door open with the gun and she pops, like I said, she pops out with the costume and stabs him. I don't want too many repeats, man. I want this shit to stand strong. I wanted to breathe new life into the series. I do like that the killer, I don't, I'm assuming that that's a voice modulator that he switches on with the, with the red flash on it. I'm assuming that's a voice modulator. That's going to be like, 
pretty reminiscent to both Scream 3 and Scream 4 because in Scream 3, the killer, I think, inside of his mask had that little voice changer. He had Cotton Weary's voice. He had Sidney Prescott's voice, Dewey's voice, Gale's voice, Roman's voice. Well, Roman was the fucking killer. Spoiler alert. So he didn't need his voice. That was his voice. But um, another thing the killer had inside his mask in Scream 4 you know, the killer was filming the murders and uploading them, you know, on the Internet and stuff like that. So that's basically that's a nod to both Scream 3 and 4. But I am definitely going to go with my gut here and say that that is the voice changer that he has attached. He or she has attached to, you know, his neck right there. Um, it's pretty convenient, too. You know, I guess they saw uh, Batman versus Superman and they saw how Alfred made, you know, Bruce the voice modulator, which was a hell of a lot better than that Christian Bell voice in the Dark Knight trilogy. No diss to Christopher Nolan or Christian Bell. I'm just saying. But um, I can't wait to see this movie, people. My, you know, the question marks are over my head just as much as they're over anybody else's. One one piece of advice I can give everybody or a couple pieces of advice I can give everybody as far as the release for this film if you're not going to see it open tonight, stay the fuck off Reddit. Stay the fuck off Instagram. I mean, go on Instagram, but stay the fuck out of the search column and stay the fuck out of these scream groups, man, because you got people out here that will just spoil it for you. I remember and this person's a fucking moron. I remember there was I'm not even going to say their name. There was somebody when Halloween Kills was on the on the rise or coming out. I remember saying when that final trailer dropped and Karen had Michael Myers mask up and she's like, you want your mask? Come and get it. And she ran off. Um. I remember saying, yeah, Karen's most certainly going to die in this movie because we see what happened to the last person that, that you know, taunted Michael Myers with his mask in front of him. That was the dude, Aaron Corey, and he got his head bashed in the bathroom stall. But um, I remember posting that in a Halloween 2 group and somebody just randomly said, yeah, she does die. She gets killed in a phone booth. First of all, I don't know which draft of the script you read, you asshole, but you were fucking wrong. And you should tell whoever sent you the draft of that script or wherever you got it from to shove it up both of y'all asses. But people, I'm just saying... This is the level of, you know, insensitivity that people have online for spoilers. They don't give a fuck, man. They don't care. Me personally, I will wait two to three weeks after a movie's release and I will post maybe something that people knew was going to be in the movie. They knew was going to be in the movie. Like I remember posting Michael Myers unmasked or some shit like that or, um, what was it? Uh, uh, I can't remember what it was from Halloween Kills, but it was minor things from Halloween Kills that I posted. Um, I waited, until, you know, a little bit until after Spider-Man No Way Home until I posted, um, you know, there's still people out there that haven't seen it. But there was a picture I posted on uh, in the Cinemaniacs group. And it wasn't a big spoiler because people knew that this was going, going to be in the movie at some point. Um, Ghostbusters Afterlife, same thing. I waited long after the movie came out and then long after I did my commentary and I posted uh, a picture of Egon and, you know, standing next to the rest of the Ghostbusters. I, you know, I posted that, but I wait. I don't like purposely spoiling things for people because I feel like that is a really dick move to do. But I'm just telling you, people, um, I, do what I'm doing. Tread lightly online this week, man, for these fucking spoilers, because I don't want none of them. Not none, none, none of them at all people but y'all already know where to go man and if y'all don't y'all can follow the podcast on anchor spotify itunes google podcast apple podcast overcast pocket cast breaker radio public pod bean and podcast addict shout out to anchor follow me on facebook and instagram romero twitter shout out to the facebook movie group the cinemaniacs and shout out to the facebook movie group the horror virus and last but certainly not least shout out to the two the reviewers the listeners the lovers the supporters out there man i've got probably 
uh maybe like one or two more trailer reactions to do today uh still working on this watch list still working on some outlines still got some commentary first time watch commentary to get out to y'all lots of good things coming man but um either monster or coffee is needed my electrolytes uh seem a little bit off my spidey senses are telling me that i need um some type of caffeine or Something like that in my system, people. But y'all already know the love and support that y'all show me. I show it back to y'all tenfold and then some. So with that being said, people, yours truly, Romero Tudor. Another episode of Tudor Reviews in the can. I'll check y'all on the next one.